Hello, I'm Teresa Marks, and I'm joined by my colleague, Halsey Schreier. We are both senior wealth strategists at CIBC Private Wealth. This is the fourth in a six-part series regarding proactive planning. Through this series, we've been exploring wealth planning opportunities with low market values and high market volatility. In this podcast, we're going to look at sales to grantor trust. Sales to grantor trust are similar to the GRAT and FLAT techniques that we talked about previously in that we're trying to leverage high exemption amounts with low market values and low interest rates. So to get started in talking about sales to grantor trust, I think first we need to understand what is a grantor trust. So Halsey, can you start us off there by giving us a description of what a grantor trust is? Sure thing. Thanks, Teresa. So a grantor trust in this world, really, we're talking about an irrevocable trust created by a person, generally for the benefit of their family, whether it be spouse and descendants, that is outside, the assets are outside of their taxable estate. But due to some, you know, issues, uh, some rules in the tax code, the trust is actually, the income tax is taxed back to the grantor. So we're just, we're taking advantage of this little quirk in the tax code that allows for the setup of this trust that has assets outside of one's estate, but for income tax purposes, the, they're treated as the owner of the assets. And so that way, those assets, when, once, once they're inside that trust and the grantor is alive, they, the, those assets are growing without the burden of the income tax because the grantor has to pay for them. Okay, so how do we leverage a grantor trust with selling of assets? So when we talk about a sale of a grantor trust, what are we talking about? What does that technique look like? Yeah, sure thing. So this technique, really, we're looking at it's another estate freeze technique. So just like the GRAT, we're sort of giving we're trying to get that appreciation of the assets outside of the estate. So in this technique, generally how it's structured is the grantor will make a gift to the trust to help of assets. So generally, it's going to be at least 10 percent of the total value that will be inside the trust because that gift of marketable securities or something will help fund the payments of the loan. And then the grantor sells an asset to the trust in exchange for a promissory note. And the promissory note is structured with a marketable interest rate. It's tied to the applicable federal rate, the AFR. And right now, those rates are pretty low. They're approaching the historic lows that were set back in 2012 and 2013. But in exchange for that note, the trust receives those assets. And then the goal for the strategy overall is that basically we have this low interest rate that the trust has to pay the interest back to the grantor. But as long as the assets inside of the trust grow more than that interest rate, right now uh, in April, I think that rate is 1.2, then that appreciation is outside of the grantor's estate and passes to the next generation free of transfer tax. So how does the grantor trust part of it enhance the strategy? So because it's a grantor trust, there's there's a revenue ruling that came out in the mid 80s that everyone uses that. So basically this sale that the grantor makes to the trust, because it's a grantor trust, there's no tax impact. So most times when you sell an asset to someone else, to another entity, there's going to be a recognition of tax. But because for income tax purposes, the grantor and the grantor trust are one and the same person there really is no exchange so that when they sell this asset to the grantor trust, the grantor doesn't have to pay capital gains or ordinary income tax on that asset. And also the assets inside of the trust are now going to grow income tax free because the grantor has to pay the income taxes on any income earned inside the trust, whether it be the investment income or the interest. Income. So it being a grantor trust really helps 
supercharge the growth because you're taking away that burden of income taxes. So really, the grantor sells the asset to the trust, doesn't recognize any income upon the sale, and then doesn't re- recognize any income when interest payments are made or in that final principal payment is made. In effect, eliminating the income tax consequence of the sale while having the benefit of the transfer tax benefit of the sale in terms of getting that asset and the appreciation on that asset outside of the estate. That's correct. So yeah, the grantor makes that seed gift to help fund those interest payments, and then they're avoiding sort of all the income tax consequences are muted by the fact that it's a grantor trust and for income tax purposes only, not for the transfer tax world, but for income tax purposes, that trust is treated basically the same as the grantor. So we're able to take the take advantage of the benefits of the, the grantor trust status. So why is now a good time? I mean, you know, again, you know, I, like other techniques, these are these are you know, the sale to a grantor trust is a technique that can be used at any time. But why is now a particularly good time to be looking at a sale to a grantor trust? So now it makes a lot of sense for a sale to a grantor trust for a number of reasons. Uh, one is the low interest value, uh, the low interest rate that's out there available to us for these marketable notes. So, as I said earlier, it's about one point two percent the AFR right now. So that's a pretty low hurdle rate for the assets to grow. So when you sell the assets to the, the grantor trust and the note only has to pay you know, 1.2% and the assets can grow more than that, then you're really getting the benefit of that appreciation going outside of the estate. The second is we've got lower asset values than we did you know, three or four months ago. So by transferring as these depressed asset values, A, there's, there's potentially more room for growth. But also, if you, when you're making that seed gift to the trust to you know, start the whole thing off, basically you're leveraging your gift tax exemptions. So something that was worth a million dollars three months ago may only be worth 700000 now. So instead of using that million dollars of exemption, you're using 700000 So, but you're getting the same asset out. So it's nice that you could have the potential to leverage that exemption. Also, I mean, we, we don't know where the politi- political winds will blow, but... As of right now, uh, the transfer tax exemptions are scheduled to drop back to about half of what they are today at the end of 2025. So if we're, we're sort of approaching that event horizon where we may want to consider utilizing some of that exemption in case it's not there. So those three things really dictate now is a great time to look at this strategy. So really being able to leverage not only the grantor trust aspect of the strategy, but really the low interest rates low asset values, not only for seeding the gift, but for essentially freezing the asset that you're selling at at a potentially low value, as well as taking advantage of high exemptions. So it really sounds like it's a it's a really good technique to, to be considering during this time. That's correct. It's it, just like with the other, just like with the grant and these estate freeze techniques, low asset values with low interest rates really provide a unique opportunity to transfer a substantial amount of wealth to the next generation for a much lower cost than it was earlier this year or at the end of last year. And, and I think it's it's important to point out, just like we have in an earlier podcast, that you know this is just one of many different techniques that pe- that might interest people and that might be the right fit for for people. And while there's no one size fits all technique, um, it's particularly important to be working with it with. A, you know, a team of advisors to talk about what assets make sense, what technique makes the most sense, really involving your entire team to look at all these different strategies and say, you know, which one is the best fit for each client and the client's family. That's correct. We cannot stress that enough where, as with all these techniques we've discussed, it, you, it really is about having the best team around you and, and getting the advice from the right professionals. 
and making sure that when whatever technique you select or whatever is appropriate for your situation is done, it's done correctly. Because if you happen to enter into these in a haphazard way or with without the best advice, you could be creating more harm than good down the road. Thank you so much. For more on this and other topics, subscribe to this podcast and visit wealth.us.cibc.com. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, and CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group, LLC, and the Private Wealth Division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Contents expressed are current as of the date of this publication and may change without notice.